Welcome to the Josie Bass podcast series. We take listeners beyond the printed page where our authors reveal what motivates and inspires them to write about their groundbreaking ideas. Hello, this is Genevieve Ayosa with Josie Bass, and today I'm talking with Dr. David Jones, author of the recently published Million Dollar Hire, Build Your Bottom Line, One Employee at a Time. David Jones heads Growth Ventures, a human resources consulting firm. He specializes in creating payoff-driven recruiting and hiring programs for some of the largest organizations in the world, as well as for startup ventures. He's founded and grown his own international HR consulting business and led global HR consulting for one of the world's largest HR services companies. He's also a frequent expert witness on the legal issues that surround recruiting and hiring. Welcome, David. Genevieve, it's nice to be with you. So, David, isn't it unusual to write a book about recruiting and hiring when the U.S. economy is adding so few new jobs? Well, yes, but the job market is growing again, and, and that's good. But the number of new jobs in the economy doesn't have much to do with the actual number of hiring decisions employers make each year. If you look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics data, for example, the peak in people being hired uh, from 2000 to 2008 was only about one million hires more per year than in the depth of the recession that we're just coming out of. So it's not the growth in new jobs that really drives hiring, although it helps. What really drives hiring is people moving around from company to company. And this alone accounts for four to five million hiring decisions every year, again, if you look at Bureau of Labor Statistics data. And that number really is just the number of people hired. If a company looks at three or four or five candidates every time it makes a final hiring decision, then really we're talking about nearly 20 million hiring decisions that are made in the U.S. every year. And that happens when the economy isn't really growing that quickly. So it's not just the economy. It's the need to replace people who move and growth that drives hiring. What's new today, I think, is the importance of every hiring decision that employers make. The pressure to control cost, the need to avoid risk, the need to avoid mistakes in the current economy is making it increasingly important that hiring decisions be the right ones. So the number of hiring decisions that are made each year, I think, even today, are large. What's different is that every one has to be a good decision, and frankly, that's why I think now is the best time to release a book like Million Dollar Hire. But tell me, how did you land on the concept of million-dollar hires? Aren't these numbers typically associated with only highly paid executive positions? Well, sure. The idea of a, a million-dollar hire pertains to executive level, but it's far broader. The, I think the million-dollar concept isn't a stretch for many, many jobs. Now, for example, the million-dollar view can flow from the financial commitment that goes with bringing a person on board. For example, if you think about recruiting costs and salary costs, benefits, bonuses, pay increases, and the average tenure of most employees. It's not hard to view any six-figure hire or even a high five-figure hire as a million-dollar investment. When the tenure of people is longer in jobs where people tend not to turn over, for example, public sector jobs, jobs with union pay and benefits, or jobs in companies that focus on promoting from within and retaining people, even five-figure positions 
quickly join the Million Dollar Club. And don't forget that the Million Dollar Perspective can reflect not what the person costs, but what the person's expected to do financially. For example, sales jobs with a low base salary are often expected to produce hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales each year, often more. Uh, lower salary jobs even in healthcare or say protective services or financial institutions or even transportation have a potential to create what you might call a million dollar event if an employee makes a mistake or engages in bad behavior. So here it's not the pay package or what the employee cost that makes the hiring decision a, a million dollar event. It's the risk of making a bad hire and what that bad hire can do. So I think this million dollar view uh, and the risk that comes with every hiring decision has really been taking shape and the concept of placing a financial value on hiring decisions has been growing in the marketplace for some time. Unfortunately, a lot of the information that's out there to show what a hiring decision really costs or what it's worth is kept in academic circles and consulting circles. Those people inside organizations who make hiring decisions day to day typically aren't exposed to the kind of tools that are out there to place a value on every hiring decision or to assess what a different approach to hiring might hold as a payoff. And what I try to do in Million Dollar Hire is to change that. I want to bring that information in understandable terms and these kind of techniques in understandable terms the people who make hiring decisions every day. I was intrigued by your discussion about ways to evaluate a candidate's dark side. Can you tell us more about this? Well, this is a new and I, and I think it's an exciting area in the field of candidate screening and candidate assessment. The research and the results um, are gaining a great deal of attention, I think, out there in the marketplace, particularly for management jobs. Um, a little background. What research is showing us again and again is that about one half of managers and executives typically fail within the first few years of being hired. And that same research is showing that it costs around two times the person's annual salary simply to replace them. But often greater, frankly, are the costs that are inflicted on their coworkers, on their customers, on the business's growth opportunities, and on the failed managers or executives' contribution to the bottom line. And research is beginning to show us that there are certain aspects of a senior level employee's personality that drive this derailment, that drive them leaving jobs within a couple of years of taking them. And there's a growing body of evidence out there that shows that we can capture information about these dark side tendencies when we're looking at a candidate we're in the, when we're in the process of making a decision about a hire. And what some of that evidence is showing is that once we've assessed a candidate, we can make a reasonably good prediction about how they'll behave when they're under stress, when they're placed in a new position, when they're under pressure to produce. We're finding, for example, that people who are high on traits like excitability or aloofness or skepticism tend to move against other people when they're under stress. They tend to attack, if you will, and to try to dominate. But people that are high on characteristics like boldness or colorfulness or mischievousness 
they tend to move toward people, as we say. They tend to try to win people over. They try to manipulate people in order to accomplish what they want. And people that are high on qualities like perfectionism and diligence, they tend to move away from others to, to get away on their own, to be able to work alone and to discourage interaction with other workers. So there's a growing base of research that shows knowing these kind of traits will predict how someone behaves on the job and they'll predict whether that person's likely to derail. They'll predict whether that person is likely to engage and lead the people who work for them to produce and to stay with the organization. And there's also research that shows that screening candidates for other jobs like supervisors or sales jobs or account management jobs or law enforcement jobs. If we use these dark side kind of assessments, we can make predictions about how they'll perform on the job as well. So what I try to do in Million Dollar Hire is talk about the fact that we can measure these dark side elements of personality reliably, and we dig in in some detail to talking about what can be done with that information in terms of making a final hiring decision on a case-by-case -case kind of basis. So it's a very interesting area, unfolding, and as I say, getting a lot of attention. You talk a lot about technology in your book. But aren't the best hiring decisions based on human judgment instead of technology? Well, sure. And, and that's exactly what I try to show in Million Dollar Hire. But the question is how technology can support human judgment and do it in the best ways. I mean, as everyone knows, hiring was once a, a paper-intense kind of process. But then beginning in the 1990s, three things really happened. Computers, HR software, and the internet and the world of recruiting and hiring really changed forever now, as we know technology came to finance it came to accounting and customer management first but it's really arrived in recruiting today with a bang and, and already we've gone through several generations of recruiting and hiring technology and what that means is that what once took hours of labor to execute in a recruiting or a hiring process Today we can do in seconds. My purpose in Million Dollar Hire is to talk about what's possible with regard to technology. And the intent isn't to show how technology can remove human judgment, but really how it can support that face-to-face -face contact with candidates in the hiring process and how it can support judgments at the right time. What I try to show in Million Dollar Hire is the range of technology that's out there to do everything from launching a sourcing process for candidates to pre-screening them, assessing them, selecting the ones that, again, human judgment says are the best investments, and then even dig deeper into the kind of technology solutions that help in things like onboarding candidates once a hiring offer has been made, or laying a groundwork to retain people or using technology to monitor some of the legal compliance kind of requirements that come with hiring decisions. It's the whole range of things that are done in hiring that I try to show how technology can support them, and then also talk a bit about what I see coming down the road in the future of technology in terms of ways that it can take out cost and increase speed and add to the hiring process in a, a value-driven kind of way. But I agree with you, it's all about human judgments, but 
to borrow a little of tech talk here, I want to show in Million Dollar Hire how those judgments can be made faster and better and cheaper. Your book's real-world examples show a major financial payoff in using the best recruiting and hiring techniques. But are there downsides that employers need to be concerned about? Any landmines where things can go wrong when using these techniques? Well, Genevieve, I'm afraid there's always a landmine when you talk about payoff or reducing risks or making decisions about who we're going to invite to join our companies. A big part of the downside and the big part of the landmines in the world of recruiting and hiring rests in the legal arena, the risk of legal challenge if we get things wrong as we make a hiring decision. Making mistakes in recruiting and hiring can result in costs to defend a challenge. It can result in the costs that come with judgments if we lose or bad press or even in some cases in the loss of business, and those are certainly things the CEO doesn't want to have happen. Now, I'm not an attorney, but I've been an expert witness in matters that deal with claims of ethnic or gender or even reverse discrimination in recruiting and hiring practices for about two decades now. And I've seen challenges to virtually every aspect of a, a recruiting and hiring program. In some cases I've been in it have involved tens of thousands of people, tens of millions of dollars in claims. So. When I talk about the downside in Million Dollar Hire, a lot of it deals with these legal kind of issues that surface. And when we speak of downside in the book, I've kind of seen the downside happen in four major ways. And, and, and those ways are in, in what tools employers use to guide their hiring practices and how they use them and in the results they produce. But, you know, interestingly, sometimes what might have been done but wasn't ends up being the source of a legal challenge. So what I try to do in the book in terms of the legal downside of hiring decisions is explain how to reduce the risk. And again, I try to present what I see as four basic ways to do this in terms of creating the initial strategy and tactics or reviewing a strategy that's already in place to see what weak points it might have from a legal compliance point of view. Secondly, I talk about how to build hiring programs that incorporate the concept of job relatedness, such that the hiring decisions that are being made can be argued to be based upon a person's qualifications for the job. I talk about how to track the outcomes of a hiring process in terms of who gets hired and how they perform, in effect, to show that we're bringing into hiring the same kind of thinking that for years has driven quality improvement and quality control kind of thinking in other parts of an organization. And fourthly, I talk about how we can adjust the hiring system based upon how it's operating to fine tune it and to make sure that we're balancing the risk that it produces for us with the payoff that it's generating for us. So, Unfortunately, there's always a risk of challenge in a hiring program, and to answer your question, I think that's one of the major downsides that go along with both the science and the practice of recruiting and hiring, and I try to review in Million Dollar Hire how those risks can be reduced. Well, thank you so much for your time, David. You're quite welcome. It's been a pleasure. I've been talking with Dr. David Jones, author of the recently published Josie Bass title, Million Dollar Hire, Build Your Bottom Line, One Employee at a Time. 
To find out more about this title and all Josie Bass publications, please visit www.josiebass.com. That's J-O-S-S-E-Y-B-A-S-S dot com.